Gonna wait a few minutes before I get this going. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today I am going solo and also live on Instagram and Facebook on two different phones at the same time. And if you want to comment or share some feedback as I go along into this episode, feel free to comment in the little box and I will try to give you a shout out back if I do not talk over and over and over again. But as always, I want to get into, where was it? Uh, Some shout outs to the people listening to my show because as always, every week it seems like I have, you know, new cities that listen to my show more often than the other ones in the week previous. And the other shout out too is all the people who have listened to my show that got me to the 10K mark a month on average. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to me ramble on my solo episodes as well as interview some amazing people. Uh, So the new number one city is Toronto, Canada. Shout out to Toronto. Number two is San Francisco and California. Shout out to them. And number three, this is the first time that this city has popped up in my top three is Vancouver, Canada, where I am located. So shout out to everyone in Vancouver listening to my podcast. Now, the other cool thing I wanted to bring up is also the top, say, five countries that's been listening to my show. So number one is the U.S., number two is Canada, number three is Brazil, which is pretty badass, and number four is Austria, and number five is the U.K., so shout out to every country that's been listening to me other than Canada. That's really, really cool. Um, So what I'm going to get into today to stop working, there we go, Um, this idea behind progressions and regressions um, in training. So this is going to be valuable to both coaches who are listening to my show and the fitness fanatics that listen to my show just that are eager to learn more and more and more. So, you know, I think as a coach, we tend to overthink things all the freaking time. Like we are always eager to learn something new. We're always eager to learn a new exercise. We're always eager to learn whatever new thing is out there and start implementing it with our clients on Monday, which is great. Like you're, it's awesome to see um, coaches so passionate about something new, but at the same time, you should follow this whole idea and principle behind, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Cause I think a lot of times when, you know, I sit down and write programs for my clients. I'm like, okay, what's an exercise they haven't done in a very long time? And it becomes like this almost like circus act. And then I have to like take myself back and be like, what the hell am I doing? This person just needs the basics. And I think as a newer coach, when you get into the industry, you tend to always go to the flashiest thing. If there's a new piece of equipment that's, you know, 
been advertising all over your Facebook and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to start using it on Monday. You don't really need it. Like people overthink exercise so much, even from a perspective, a, from a person that is not a coach and just wants to exercise on their own, you know, they'll see a cool core exercise with the TRX and they're like, oh my God, I need to be doing that in order to get a six pack. When in reality, you should probably be sticking to bird dogs and dead bugs until you can progress to something more advanced like that. And, you know, I've been having this conversation with uh, my intern, uh, shout out to Emily, if you are listening to this. Um, I took on a coach to kind of mentor under me and learn as much as possible. And a lot of times when we were talking about programming, um, you got to keep it simple. Like you don't understand how simple programming can be where you'll see the progression you want your client to be at. And at the same time, all their aches and pains go away. So this is really interesting. Anytime I get a new client um, coming in, they all complain about, oh, my knee kind of hurts. Oh, my hip kind of hurts. And sometimes my shoulder does this weird thing. And then my low back sometimes gives out. I'm like, perfect. Like this is almost every single client that I've ever taken in. And they've told me this in their little consultation with me. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do the same thing I always do. Like every single person that comes in when I train them goes through the same templated um, program unless there's some like really specific things I need to work with the individual because they have an injury. But every single client on day one goes through the same program that I give everybody else when they start. It's learning how to activate your core with the bird dog and dead bug. Um... I teach everybody how to hinge properly, so deadlifting. I teach everybody how to do a T-Rex row because every posterior exercise is really important for the general population. And I teach them how to squat properly and what the difference between a squat and a hinge is. And then I teach them how to do a split squat or a reverse lunge to learn, um, you know, unilateral uh, exercises. And that's it. Like, really simple. There's no magic to it. It's really simple. And they follow that for a month. And then after that first month, I add a little bit more to it. So building upon layers. That's how I program. And doing that in that kind of order will bulletproof your client in the long term. They're not going to feel super sore every single time they come into the gym. They're going to progress at the rate you want them to, and they're going to be pain free. So then, you know, three, four months down the road, I'll ask that same client that came in complaining about their aches and pains. And they'll, they always give me the same answer. They'll go, they, they'll just go into like, you know what? I haven't really thought about my lower back issue, my shoulder issue and my knee issue. And I'm like, cause the programming is freaking amazing, but really it's, really simple. So when in doubt, always do a push, pull, leg exercise, core exercise, and some sort of corrective or some sort of like heavy carry. Like these are the things that coaches and people who are interested in learning about working out is what you need to focus on. Not something stupid that you saw on Facebook that is going to give you shredded abs. It's not going to do that. And you know, going into staff meetings and talking with other coaches about programming, 
you know, you get to a section where you're like, okay, I need to think of four different, you know, strength exercises for this client. And then you're trying to think of every possible exercise that's not the simple one that you should. And you almost progress that client too quickly. Now, when it comes to like injury prevention, you, the more, the more you can go simply, the better. And the tough thing is, you know, clients always want the newest, coolest exercise, but in reality, you need to keep it simple. If you went, like this is the analogy I give to all my clients, is that when you start training with me, it's like if you just signed up for a karate class. You're not going to learn all the black belt stuff first. You're going to learn everything from the white belt, and I don't even care where you came from because I've had millions of different clients you know, tell me like, oh, I used to work out a lot in college. I used to deadlift. I used to do this. I used to do that. And I'm like, awesome. We're still going to go to the basics because most of the time I've never, I've never seen a client tell me all those things and have them true to what they told me. And an example is like, I had this one guy tell me like, oh yeah, I used to back squat a lot, deadlift a lot. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, we'll do the program. And then after show me your form and the form was just fucking god awful like just just stop right my eyes are bleeding and you know from a client's perspective they think they could be doing something correctly but if you don't have a coach with experience looking after them they could be doing the wrong thing and then over time something's gonna give it's not gonna happen right away so say you're deadlifting with like a slightly rounded posture where your lumbar region is you know, maybe not in that first week of you training that something's going to happen. Maybe three down, three months down the road, something will happen where you're like, mm, I pulled something and it doesn't feel that great. So the analogy I also like, I, I love analogies, by the way, and it connects to clients so easily. So the best way to put this into words is that those people that go onto the dance floor that think that they're really good dancers, but everybody around them are like, yeah, no, you should stop doing that. It's the exact same thing when it comes to the gym, when clients think they're doing the exercise correctly, but from a coach's perspective, you're like, yeah, you should probably stop doing that because it's just going to cause further issues down the road. So if I had to break it down for anyone listening you know, focus on the basics and you can always go back to it. Like even for myself, when I'm programming, I'm not trying to do the hardest exercise that makes me look like I'm going to join Cirque du Soleil. You go back to the basics. Like think about Olympic weightlifters. They have three lifts that they practice all year round. They practice and practice and practice and somehow they're getting stronger. They're getting leaner and they're doing amazing things in their sport. So like, what's the secret sauce? It's going back to the basics, always. And, you know, they're not trying to find a exercise that they're balancing on like three medicine balls with a stability ball on their feet while doing push-ups and then jumping off it. Like, no, it, you don't need that crap. And clients, if you have a coach and you go into your session and they give you something that 
in your head you're like, mm, I don't really think I can do that, then it's probably an exercise that you shouldn't be doing. And this is why I always go back to the basics because then you can build upon the pattern so much easier. So when you go from like a rehab sense, like this past uh, weekend, I did an, an assessment for my sister-in-law and she was complaining about hip pain while squatting. I'm like, okay, well, let's do an assessment. Let's see how your um, squat mechanics look like. And I already knew, like there was something going on in her hip. Further investigation, I'm like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start breathing. This sounds stupid, but a lot of people don't know how to breathe properly. Like to actually breathe through your diaphragm, a lot of people actually have to use their brains and think about using their diaphragm and not their chest. So that was the first thing I gave her. I'm like, let's just breathe for 10 good reps. If you can't get to 10, we're going to restart and really focus on using your diaphragm. After a couple of minutes, she started getting the hang of it. I'm like, okay, perfect. Now you know how to breathe. So now let's groove the pattern of your squat. So even before getting her upright, I got her on her hands and knees and just letting her rock back and forth while breathing properly in that squat pattern. Now I'm grooving the pattern. I'm like, okay, now let's get some more feedback. I got her against the wall, face forward, and wanted her squat as low as possible before her face hit the wall. Now she figured out what her range was. Now we have layers, like I said earlier. So she started with breathing. She started grooving the pattern, and then she started getting feedback of where her squat mechanics should stop, and now let's go load her with all those things that we just did, and her squat improved instantly, right? And I didn't do any, like, crazy thing that you might have seen on YouTube or Facebook. It's the basics, and people always tend to forget to always go back to them, and you know, as a younger coach, I used to do that all the time. Like, oh, I want to find new exercises. I want to do this. I want to do that. But really what people need is always going back to the basics. I've never had a general population client that was so advanced that I had no more ideas what to do. Because it's really easy to take the basic exercises and add more load, add more volume, add different things to the environment to make it more challenging, but still working the same thing. Now I'm going to stop it there because I can ramble on about this over and over again, but actually I'm going to add one more thing. It's called the shit test. So I was telling this to another client a couple of weeks ago is that there's this concept. I think Mike Boyle came up with it is that, you know, if you see an exercise and someone's doing it and it doesn't look quite right, you use the shit test. Does it look like shit? Yes then most likely it's shit. So when you see if you're in a public gym and someone's doing something you haven't seen before, keep watching. And if your brain does not say like, oh, that looks cool or wow, that looks really difficult to accomplish, then most likely it's an exercise that the person shouldn't be doing. It's this idea of like, I don't even know what you need to call it. It's, it's a circus act. Like, don't follow victim to the exercises that look so challenging and so whatever. Like the whole point is, is stop doing the circus acts, a circus act um, exercises and go back to the basics. 
build upon those things and you'll get stronger, you'll lose fat, you'll feel good, and you have a lower chance of injury. And those are the things that a general population need. They don't need no fancy exercise. So if you are always squatting and split squatting and doing push-ups, doing an overhead press, doing a heavy carry, doing some sort of pulling exercise, stick to those and play around different rep schemes, different loading patterns, different volume things, descending ladders, ascending ladders, like time sets, whatever it is, but always stick to those basics. Like Dr. John Rusin, for example, who I am super excited about to interview in April, um, like he coined this whole idea from probably Dan John because he kind of started everything. Um, the idea of doing a push, a pull, a leg, a core, and a heavy like carry um, is what you need on a daily basis. You don't need anything else. And then maybe like some sprints at the end. But again, keep your programming, your exercises really simple. You have a lower chance of injuring yourself and then you'll have this long period of time where you can train and see the results you want because the last thing you want to do is try a new exercise you saw online, injure your hip, and now you're out of commission to train for like three months because you tore something. We don't want that. Um, Yeah, if you have any feedback, questions, thoughts, concerns, please reach out. And as always, please, please, please share this podcast so I can continue growing growing this thing and eventually reach my 100K a month mark. That is a hefty goal for me, but I think I can do it. And thank you everyone on Facebook for watching and listening to me rant on. And thank you everybody on Instagram uh, for joining me today. And that's it for me. If you have any requests for topics coming up, feel free to message me on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever you want to do. And that's it. See you guys next week.